This is Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Here's Kelly Finley. Good Sunday morning and happy 4th of July to you and your family. We have so much to celebrate as a country especially when we have great people in studio. So this is a very special interview. This will be the first of my kind where I get to talk to a mom and her son who's also in the room. He's so sweet. Um, As I do each Sunday, I have my guests introduce themselves and tell you which organization they really want to talk about, and then we get right to the topic at hand. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Stacy Holder. Um, I'm mom to a great little seven-year-old boy named Ash, and today I just wanted to try to spread some awareness about um, rare diseases and because um, so many people that, that might be living with a rare disease don't have um, – feel kind of alone. And so I just like to um, kind of bring some advocacy to and information to help people know that, you know what, you're not alone. You, you may get that number of um, one in whatever and it makes you feel alone, but – you're not. There's there's a whole community out there. Oh, Stacy, I'm so happy to have you here. So let me let me give everybody the backstory of how this all happened. So Stacy, being a true mama, she's advocating for her kid, and she reached out to me to um, you know share some information on a segment that I do called Tell Me Something Good. And we're getting near the end of the month, and I knew it was just too important for it to just be a few minutes. And I knew I wanted to have her on the show. And we're going to talk all about her sweet young man, Ash, and ways in which we can all be aware. I mean, that's the power of technology. Mm-hmm. And I will say this throughout this interview. Stacy says she's just a mom. And anybody who knows a mom knows there's no such thing as just a mom. But she's giving you her own personal opinion. She's giving you what her experiences of what she's gone through. And so as always, when you have questions about health care and um, your kid, your family, be sure to go to a trained medical professional. Okay, and Ash is in the room, so you may hear him chit-chatting a little bit and um, popping on the microphone. I'm a mom. We're with. I'm with another mom. We get it. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So talk to me. I mean, let's break it down to you know people look at the month of February and they think Valentine's Day, right? Mm -hmm. They think Black History Month. Mm -hmm. What do you also want them to know about the month of February? That. Every four years, we have a rare day in February, February 29th, which is a rare thing. So some of the leaders in um, it actually began in Europe um, decided, hey, there are so many people out there living with rare diseases, stuff that doesn't get a lot of attention. And we need to have a day set aside to show some light on them and get them some recognition. And so they decided we're going to take that rare day of, December, of February 29th. And also on the non-leap years. We'll do it on the 28th as well if Uh it's not a leap year. But that's why they decided to pick um, the last day of February, regardless if it's the 28th or 29th, is Rare Disease Day. And it started, like I said, in Europe, um, but quickly came over to America. Um, The uh, organization in America that um, kind of oversees Rare Disease Day is called NORD. It's the National Organization of Rare Disorders. And... The whole point is just to bring light to people all over the world who are living with rare diseases. You say rare diseases, and many people think they know, but they don't know. Mm -hmm. Will you maybe rattle off a couple of rare diseases that you've learned about and also tell us a little bit more about ASH? Well, ASH has something that's called CHARGE syndrome. 
And did you hear hear him? He said, you said, yes, that's right. (laughs) And um, we didn't know that for a very long time. Um, He was born and and we had some issues and we went from doctor to doctor and so many doctors were befuddled by his symptoms and, and, and what he was showing. And Um, I distinctly remember seeing a neurologist in Birmingham say, there is something that is causing all of this that's behind all of these different things, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what it is. What were some of the things? Uh, He has airway issues. He required a trach when he was um, three months old. Um, That was not his first surgery. He had a prior surgery at three weeks to try to help his airway issues and open them up, but that didn't work, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. He also has a feeding tube. He is unable to um, swallow safely. He aspirates. And so um, those were the main issues. He also tended to fall a lot, and we never really knew why. Mm -hmm. He had a little bit of facial palsy on one side, and again, we, we didn't really know why. So um, it finally took a geneticist down here saying, listen, up in Huntsville, uh, Children's of Alabama is doing a whole exome research project, and they will take your information and they'll run your DNA, and let's see if they find anything. Mm -hmm. And they did. And we learned now suddenly about this charge syndrome, and it finally, it gave us a lot to learn about. But there's one thing when you are a patient and you're left with so many questions, saying, why? Why is this the way it is? What is causing this? You feel it's, it's kind of hopeless, and you don't really know where to go. Mm-hmm. But once you finally get, aha, here's the answer, you say suddenly, it's like a weight is lifted off. Do you feel like you're, you're, you're breathing, really, for the first exactly, time? Exactly, exactly. You finally say, here, I have a plan now. Mm-hmm. I can research this. We can know just knowing why just makes life so much easier. When you, did you find yourself, because I know many times, first of all, our children, they do not come with manuals, okay? And this is your first and only. Mm-hmm. Did you find yourself as a mom, you know, trying to figure out what could you have done differently? Or why don't I know this? Exactly. So many times it was, you worry, oh, did I do something wrong while I was pregnant? Is it something that I did that's caused my child to have all these problems? And so there, there is always that kind of uncertainty that can cause some guilt and everything. And yeah, so... And Ash Ash just liked to pop in that says that charge can cause deaf blindness, which luckily in his case, he does not have. The fact that he even knows that, Mm -hmm. that screams greatness about your parenting, that you're keeping him engaged into what's going on. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, so... Charge syndrome, in, in our case, it is, it is a genetic disorder. It is, there happens to be a little gene on one of our chromosomes, and in his case, it mutated. And that one gene, is, it affects when you're being, you know, developing in the womb, it affects, excuse me, affects so many different systems. Mm-hmm. And so if there's a change on it, there's multiple different systems that can be affected. And so that's it finally, just like that doctor said, there was one thing causing it. That we was find, the thing. That was the thing. That that was charge syndrome. That's right. He he is so handsome and so sweet and gave me the best hug. Let me just go ahead and put that on record. He is a hugger for sure. (laughs) So so at what age were you? Are you coming over? Am I getting another hug? Yes. Oh, I love you. Pinky, here, sit into the microphone. Can you say that? Go ahead. I love you. Oh, he's so sweet. Thank you, Ash. How old is Ash now? He is seven now. Okay. And so when did you get the diagnosis? When he was three. 
three. So at that point, because this is a family deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though this is one child, the entire family is impacted. And mm-hmm. to me, I say in a great way, because you're learning more about your blessing. Mm-hmm. What did you do differently at that point? Well, um, the first thing, surprisingly, and and this is something that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we couldn't have done. I went to Facebook. And yes, because <laughs> yes, you can get a support group. Exactly. So uh-huh. we were able to start connecting with other families that have charge. And um, just to learn, I, you know, I started Googling. I found that there, there is a foundation called the Charge Syndrome Foundation that is so wonderful about teaching and educating and doing research and publishing all the things that they find. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that... You know, we had been seeing at the hospital here in Mobile at USA Children's and Women's, and we also were traveling to Birmingham to um, Children's of Alabama. But I learned that in the Children's Hospital in Cincinnati, there is a charge clinic. Really? Exactly. So they are very familiar with all the different aspects of charge. And we going there when he was uh, four was the first time we went. And we actually learned even more there, that things that we had not learned before. We got an answer as to why his, his, his balance is, is kind of poor. Mm-hmm. So they knew to look for specific things that down here, doctors who were not as familiar with this particular um, diagnosis were not quite, didn't know to look for. Mm-hmm. And you know what's great is when you bring in so many different teams and everyone is, is um, humble enough they can learn from each other mm-hmm. because you are an advocate for your child, but you're also the voice for so many who haven't even been diagnosed yet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And all this learning from the Facebook groups to the to Cincinnati, and I'm from Michigan, so <laughs> I will say it with love, but <laughs> Cincinnati <laughs> yeah, with, love. with love, Ash, that is brilliant. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you, not that you may have questioned your purpose before, but do you really get your purpose now? Oh, yes. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm mom. I'm his mom. And yes, that's, that's my job. When somebody asked me what I'm doing, I said, I'm a mom. <laughs> and, and, and so my job is to open doors for him and to make sure that he gets to live, <laughs> he gets to, to live as full a life as he can. Um, and, and do things that everyone else can do. Okay. And the big thing is to make sure, as far as working with the whole rare disease community, is that knowing that he's not alone as he grows up. Um, we were amazingly blessed two years ago. Do you remember when they were filming um, the movie here in town with K.J. Appa and Gary Sinise? Uh, yes. The little boy, Reuben Dodd, in that movie has charge syndrome. You remember Reuben. We were Yay. able to meet. <gasps> Ash was able to meet another boy just okay, like him with charge. Uh, how old? How old was he? Um, Reuben at the time. Um, he's t- uh, thirteen now, so okay. he was he was eleven. Okay, so that's someone who's not too far in age. Mm-mm. And so Ash can see, you know, how life is as a as a teenager. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, from a schooling standpoint, um, what has to be done differently to accommodate um, Ash's needs? Uh, well. It started out when uh, we started um, in the special needs preschool at Hutchins Elementary, which I can never say enough wonderful things about that school. Mm -hmm. Um, He was able to be in that special needs uh, preschool along with typical children as peers for almost three full years. And um, 
when we first started, um, he had a one-to-one nurse. Um, our big concern was he's three years old. Um, there are other, you know, very young children in there. What if somebody, you know, tries to pull his trach? Because um, if you know if somebody has a trach, that's their airway. Right. And so um, he had a one-to-one nurse taking care of him. As he got a little older and things got a little more secure, we switched that to a, um, a one-to-one paraprofessional. And that's who he has had ever since um, through he's just finished up with first grade. So the big things um, is just having them know, listen, these medical devices are important. They are what keep him thriving. And they have to make accommodations for making sure that those are taken care of, which Hutchins has a wonderful nurse that does all of his feedings and, and takes care of his trach if anything happens to it. So um, I, he, I can't stop smiling at him because he is into it, and I love it. I just love it Be- because he, and as I always say, he may just learn a little differently, mm-hmm. and he does things a little differently, but he, but he gets it. He, um, one wonderful thing that, that I love about Hutchins and, and that helped open him up, he was nonverbal until he was five years old. This child? This, this chat a- box. Ash- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a chatterbox. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He is a chatterbox. But here's the thing, you know, and it's one of those deals. It's one of those deals when you go through things. Sometimes there are people right now who are like, "My kid won't be quiet," and there's other families who say, "I wish my child would make a noise." Exactly. You don't know where somebody is in their journey. Exactly. And you, and for those moms out there who say, "I wish I could hear my child's voice," because that happens a lot with trait kids. If they're, tr- uh, you need air flowing over your vocal cords to make sound. Well, you have air coming out your trach, it's harder. You can't get that. So, so many moms that I see on Facebook, trach moms, just say, when am I going to hear my baby laugh? When am I going to hear my baby cry? Ooh, that it, makes you want to just, just cry. Exactly. Because you see moms post, oh, here's my, you know, here's my baby's That's first right. word. That's right. And so knowing that they're not alone, mm-hmm. that is the biggest thing. Going on a journey like this can feel so isolating. And so that's why, I mean, a lot of people complain about Facebook, but as far as this is concerned, Mm -hmm. it is a wonderful tool for connecting people. And that's why representation matters as well. When you're able to, like the young man he was able to see making the movie, when you see someone who looks like you or who has what you have, it makes you understand how beautifully made you are and how, hey, that could be my sibling. Exactly. And especially for our children, they need to see that. Mm -hmm. They need to understand that we're all made differently, but boy, oh boy, do we make up you know, quite a quilt of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's right. He's hugging his mama. Is he, mom, is, he, is he a mama's boy? Oh, yeah. Big oh, time. Yeah. Big time. Big time mama's boy. <laughs> so, so that was at Hutchins at, at, for those grades. So what does his future look like when it comes to schooling? Uh, he will, um, right now he has one more year at Hutchins. Mm-hmm. Hutchins uh, only goes up to second grade. Um, I am actually thinking about uh, applying for a magnet school for him because he is unbelievably smart. And um, I just think despite all of his, you know, things that could hold him back, he has overcome everything. And I said, you know what? He can face challenges because he has done so his entire life. Look at his mama. I mean, seriously, you are really putting the M-O-M into this. Uh, You know, as his advocate, you really want people to understand that day. And I know some people may be listening and saying, it's you know, you're talking about February, 
but but the point is, is that rare diseases are being diagnosed every single day of the year. Every day, and it is a lifelong thing. So mm-hmm. they may have one day when we like to highlight it, but it is a 365-day-a-year thing. So after Hutchins, and let's say he's at his magnet school, okay, what has he shared with you, or what are his interests as to what he wants to be when he grows up? He is in love with space, anything space-related. His goal is to be an astronaut or to, you know, be some sort of astrophysicist or anything that's space-related. Where, <laughs> where does he get that from? He, it just, he picked it up. Um, when we were little and do, buying the baby books, we happened to buy a little baby book about the solar system. Mm-hmm. And he, even before he could speak, we knew he could read, and he would point out and n- planets and point them in order and know which one was which. We could ask him, well, which planet is Saturn? And he would point straight to it. So he has, from a very young age, that has been his thing. Listen to yeah. what you just said. Mercury, you want to... Jupiter, Saturn, the Lord, the big ones, Uranus, and Neptune, no Pluto, the Lord, the planets. He likes to give representation to the dwarf planets. Yes, you sure can. And you know what? There are there are probably parents right now and grandparents right now listening, smiling, mm-hmm. because they get it. I mean, when we allow our kids' imaginations to go, when we encourage them to read and to learn, we're all better. Mm-hmm. We Oh, my goodness. He, he just, oh, he makes me smile. <laughs> <I'm Yeah>. s- <laughs> he, I wish you could see him. He's smiling right now. Yeah, I'd lie like... Now you, you know, we know that there are many um, uh, days, that's okay, Um, we know that there are many days where the city of Mobile celebrates in color when it comes to the RSA Tower, Mm -hmm. and that that was part of our initial discussion about, you know, how could you go about getting these colors um, featured at the RSA Mm -hmm. Tower? If you're a, first of all, which colors? Number one, they do a uh, like a very hot pink, a kind of neon green and and blue. It's it's very bright, vibrant colors that they use, and they it's not just here. It is across the world. There are buildings all across this planet that commit to light up for Rare Disease Day every year. Just like we do, you know, down here from Mardi Gras and such. That's right. Well, you know, in the information you sent me, and I thought this was so fantastic, and I want to share it with people. Rare day, excuse me, Rare Disease Day 2020 saw 14 different countries illuminate more than 60 buildings, and that includes Boston City Hall, Massachusetts, Portland City Hall, Oregon, Skydance Bridge, Oklahoma, and worldwide. You're talking about Australia and France and Jerusalem. I mean, people get it. Mm-hmm. People understand, and they want to raise the awareness. Um, if people want to, because they're going to hear this, and they're going to mm-hmm. say, I want to help. Mm-hmm. How do they help? What can they do? What do they need to know? The big thing is, um, I always say, go to Nord's website. Nord is the National Organization for Rare Disorders. They are a plethora of information. They have an entire rare disease database that is constantly being updated as doctors and scientists discover new things. Um there's also rarediseaseday.org, which talks specifically just about the day and, and what you can do as an individual to celebrate. 
which um, they share stories of people who are living with rare diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they teach you different ways that you can, in your own community, spread information and, uh, and uh, just, just let people know you. that, that, <laughs> um, that, this is, that people are living with this and that they are not alone. It's so important because, again, I can't emphasize this enough. Um, there's someone right now getting a diagnosis, mm-hmm. and it's considered rare, mm-hmm. and they don't know where to turn. And so knowing that there's a mom out there, and, and I'm saying mom because Stacy wanted me to impress upon you that she's just a mom, and there's no such thing, mm-hmm. but she's not a trained professional. She is, though, a mom who has a child um, named yeah. Ash, who we've been talking about, and you're sharing your experiences. But right now there's someone receiving a diagnosis, and they don't know where to turn. Mm-hmm. And those links really, really, truly help. Mm-hmm. So before you were a mom, what were you doing? Uh, I had a job. Uh, we had a family business that I worked at, and, uh-huh. and that was just our thing. And, and when he came into the world, everything <laughs> everything changed. <laughs> oh, I understand so much. And you were sharing with me from a, um, from a musical standpoint. You have music in your background. Mm-hmm. Yes, Tell us I, more about that. Uh, that was my degree from South Alabama. I got a degree in music education. Uh-huh. <laughs> I actually never did spend a day in the classroom. Uh, I had some other jobs lined up. But um, I... I do sing in church and and I do sing up at the Chickasaw Theater in uh, a few productions. So, and I just have to throw this plug in. You're a huge ninety two zoo listener, yes. and so that's how we connected because that's where Tell Me yeah. Something Good uh, airs. And so you know, you know Matt, you know Gene, and and of course Tony. And it's it's always good to bring in the family. So we're, we count you as family. Singing, have you found that from a vocal standpoint, um, has that been helpful? As as you're going through this journey, this health journey. Oh yes, singing. I mean, music uh, just affects us in so many ways. I mean, physiologically, emotionally. I mean, music is life, and and so it's such a wonderful thing to um to be an outlet. It is a wonderful outlet. Do you find yourself singing a lot to Ash? Oh, oh, all the time. What's your song? <laughs> what what, what do we singing. sing? What do you always want me to sing to you? Say we always sing. You are my sunshine. <laughs> so you that's are my sunshine. Okay, you sing it to me. Mm-mm. Yep. I want, I want you to sing it. Yeah, sing it with your mama. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Oh, so. You are making me tear up. I love you. He's such oh. a he is such a sweetheart. And that voice of yours is magical. And you know, you there are so many times you hear about different studies that are done for when people are healing or people are growing, people are in situations and just needing that uplift. Mm-hmm. That you've got that in that voice. <laughs> but it's I it's amazing what music can do for people. I mean, even I, I was so sad when he was nonverbal. I said, well, you know, I, I sing so much. How's my baby, you know, ever going to sing? But luckily he did find his voice and he found it big time. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. He sure did. If you were writing a letter to him, so now he's grown up Ash, and you want to really document this time in his life, what would you say to him? Oh, my goodness. I would just say how impressed I am at how brave he is, mm-hmm. at how resilient he is, how he amazes me every day with his intelligence 
and his 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 vivacity. <laughs> and so he he brings joy to every person he's around. And that's a beautiful thing, and that's oh, something. Yeah, but just by hugging them. That just by just hugging the hug, hugs go the hugs make the world go round. But speaking of that, let me ask you this: during the pandemic, when we couldn't touch much, mm-hmm. you know, we couldn't hug and, and handshake and high five and all those things. How did that impact Ash? Well, he, like I said, he's very resilient. He, mm-hmm. we got through it pretty well. Um, you know, we stayed at home for ever and ever and ever, and, and we, he didn't get to go see Grandma and Grandpa as much as he wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was hard, but he bounced back. Children, we, they, so much more than what we give them credit for, they are capable of. Very true. Very, <laughs> very true. He's smiling as you're saying that. No, and, and, and from a health standpoint, okay, with, with the pandemic, it, and the and the numbers going up really? from a health standpoint with the numbers going up how much more did you have to keep him in what did you have to do to make sure that your home was you know safe we we tr- tried to take the the stay at home order very seriously um we did the whole ordering in groceries ordering in food if we needed to do that just so that we would stay home because as someone with a trach as someone with frequent airway issues, any sort of respiratory disease is going to hit him harder. Mm-hmm. So um, we wore our masks. We gloved. We I keep hand sanitizer everywhere. So it was it was just an active knowing that, listen, this is out there and we need to protect ourselves. So, you know, in um, two days on July 6th, Governor Ivey will have lifted all everything mm-hmm. regarding the Safer at Home, the Amendment Safer at Home order, which means – you know, we may see even fewer masks. Now, obviously, people can choose to do what they want to do, but we may see even fewer masks. Um, how will that impact your day-to-day living? It's hard. Um, I, unfortunately, right now at his age, he is not able to get the vaccine. Um, my husband and I both have received it already, so that's a little bit of, you know, a barrier between him and the world. Um, but anytime I take him out into the world, you know, that is a concern. And as a child, he's, he's not too keen on the masks. He's, <laughs> as, as we all are, he is tired of them. So um, <laughs> taking him out into the world, we do always have to consider that. Um, it, where are we going? Are we going to be around a lot of random people? And, and my big thing is, is just like everyone else has said, please get your vaccine. These doctors know what they're doing, and, and it protects the vulnerable among us, like Ash, who, who can't get theirs yet or, or who may be hit harder by diseases like COVID. Yeah, that's that's so well said and, and a good reminder for people because people are getting comfortable, and we are hearing about the variants mm-hmm. and, and, and the Delta variants, and every day is a new day. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you have taken the time to help us understand, mm-hmm. to help us love on Ash even more, and yeah. to learn more... Um, what's a good way for people who, if they want to follow up with you, if they want to find you and ask you personal questions that they, that they have? Um, I, I've never really set up a a public page for Mm -hmm. him. I, you know, I keep up with people on Facebook, just, you know, family and friends so that they, they see updates that I post about Ash and his medical journey, um, through, through, you know, navigating charge syndrome. So, um, I am on Facebook. You can always message me privately through there and and I can get back with you. And that's Stacey Holder, Stacey S. T-A-C-I-E Holder, and her young man is Ash. He does have charge syndrome, but charge syndrome doesn't have him. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> Ash, can you come here real fast? Can you say, okay. can you come over here? Because I've received so many hugs and kisses during this interview, and I'm so great. Oh, and I just got another kiss. I'm so grateful for that. Can you- I love you. Oh, thank you so much. Can you, can you say good morning to everyone? Good morning, everybody. 
<laughs> and are you gonna sing your song again? You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. And just like that, Ash is wishing us a happy day, a happy 4th of July, and bringing just such a great blessing into the studio today. And we're so thankful for him and his mama, Stacy Holder. For more information on the websites that we mentioned, rarediseaseday.org or also rarediseases.org. But just be mindful of the fact that there's a lot going on and families are going through their own personal journeys. But if we can give each other so much love and respect... We're all a better place. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. You bet. Anytime. And Ash is uh, part of the team, too, just yes. so he knows. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Community Roundtable. Once again, a very happy 4th of July to you and yours. Keep it tuned to this Sound of Mobile station. Coming up next is 251 Now with Kelly Finley. You've been listening to Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Tune in next Sunday at 7 a.m. for another edition of Community Roundtable on the Sound of Mobile.